Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? Coming up, a year and a half ago, she said she was fat, broke, and miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do Hi, Delia, you ethical slut you. <laughs> Hi, Carla. How are you? <laughs> I'm ethical doing slut dumb rules. With I know. Z. Well, I'm going to find out because I haven't really read this book. Only excerpts. 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 No, I'm, I'm super excited about this one. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, girl. Can you believe it? 2020. We're here. It happened. We're here and we're still alive. We made it through Y2K. Um, <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> we're, well, but we survived that. somebody mentioned it. I know. We're not going to make it to the 3000 one. And I mean, hopefully that, not as far but... as we'll be dead. Well, we'll be dead, but probably all of mankind will too. But that's okay. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> just a little um, nihilism, this recording. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a touch. Just to keep everything in thing... check. Isn't this whole podcast a little nihilism? Really? Maybe. <laughs> nihilism little... and dumpster fires. Yes. We're here for you guys. Oh, God. So, New so Year's what's Eve. Going on? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Did you get kisses? Tell the world. Okay. No, I did not. I was with my family in Texas. Okay. But I did share some texts with you that I received. Yes. Uh, a gentleman caller on Bumble that I had matched with. Because, you know, when I go out of state, I you get You match going. with the entire population of the state. I, I'm not shitting you. I swipe Why right. Why do you think you were shitting me? On the men that I'm attracted to, I swipe right, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, what the? F so I matched with this guy who was, uh, his, I, I shouldn't say his name, right? Well, I, I'll never no. see him again. Steve. Um, Let's call him Steve. Steve. It's I a matched good, broad, this, general name. <laughs> he was way too poetic to be named Steve, but that's fine. He, so I match with this guy and we start chatting and it's normal. Like, how are you? Where are you from? What are you doing for a new year? So, you know, it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. it's going well. And then um, I posted this on our Instagram, the screenshot yes. that I sent you. He said, do you like to be worshipped? <laughs> and I was like, uh, you Frankly, mean like God? it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Are we going to go to church? Like, what exactly do you mean? Is this before you bloodlet me or what? <laughs> Girl, it's just... So, I've seen you know, this scary movie. I don't like it. <laughs> the conversation escalated and, and I kind of played along because I was curious. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of in a headspace of, I don't know, do I like to be worshipped? It's a great question, Steve. Maybe it's about time I was worshipped. So maybe. So then, you know, we kept chatting, and he he said, "No, I I said, you know, like in a like God," and he said, "No, more like a pagan." 
which I appreciated. I like a little pagan humor here and there. And then um, <laughs> I, so he said, it's too bad you can't hang out tonight because I wanted you to sit on my face. And that's when I told you I had had far too much chili dip to sit on anyone's face. Yes, you did happen to share that. Because you immediately were like, girl, go sit on that man's face. Yeah. I well, I'm always going to be that person that tells you to go sit on somebody's face. Yes, I know. And believe me, I'm taking your advice, but not this time <laughs> because it was, I was with my family. I was having a wonderful time. We had a party. A bunch of people came over to my sister's house in Texas. She has a huge mansion like Dallas estate. J.R. Ewing was there. <laughs> you know, it, he, no one shot him. He's still alive. He was That's there. Good. But no, we had a really nice time when I was having fun. But this guy was just like, it's too bad because I wanted you to come sit on my face. And I'm like, all right, well, happy new year to you. <laughs> yeah, 2020 is apparently the year of the face sitting. I get, I guess. For I some mean, reason, I tell you this last week, I've had a lot of inquiries about sitting on faces. Really? It's just come yeah. up a lot? Yeah. And I... <sighs> <laughs> I Maybe. mean, I don't mind doing it, but I think it's just kind of a interesting. Men need to learn how to transition better into <laughs> things. Girl, that is so true. Because I can't go from like, hey, like, where'd you go to school? And like, what's your favorite color to come over and sit on my face? Like, there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Me. No, it's definitely a leap. It's yeah. definitely like, wow, you just made a... Okay. I mean, it definitely like makes my asshole just like clench up. Yes. It, it, it does. Because it's like, listen, I'm, I want to sit on your face, okay? I just need a little more time. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I just me. need some foreplay. Like, give me a little something more to work with. Yeah. I'm not just going to climb to the summit and sit down. <laughs> I haven't been working on my upper arm strength to hold myself up on your bedpost for nothing, dude. But just, you know, let's let's build. Let's build. So, Delia, I don't yeah. like New Year's resolu resolutions, that word. Okay. But I like intentions. Maybe you like resolutions. I don't know. But what are your New Year's resolutions slash intentions? Let's see. So my New Year's resolution, I don't mind the term resolutions, but I can see how it would have a negative connotation. My intentions, I generally pick just a few. Okay. And one is more movement. Uh -huh. So whether that's going back to running or dance class, or I still want to like join them. There is pole dancing uh -huh. workouts here in Las Vegas, if you can imagine. I yes. want to do that. And um, using my voice more. So I'm thinking about taking singing lessons and doing more. Oh, writing. I love that. You know yeah. That. So just kind of being in my body a bit more. Okay. Those are the only okay. two that I've really like honed in on. I love And what that. about you? What are your intentions? Well, one intention is that I really, you know, I kind of, I had surgery a, a, a while ago and I kind of fell off the wagon of really taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. the way that I know that I should be. So I want to get back to that a little bit more religiously. 
I was listening to a new podcast that I'm in love with, and it's called Girls Gotta Eat. And one of their listeners wrote in because they were asking, like, what are your New Year's resolutions? And one girl said, fuck more, cry less. (laughs) There you go. That's one of my intentions. That's okay. Yeah. I want to have more physical (laughs) stimulation in the new year. Which okay. so far, girl, I'm off to a great start, which we I know about you're nailing minute. it from what I've heard and, you know, people nailing yeah. it and <laughs> it and and then I just really want to focus in on the things that make me happy. So my word for the year is magic. And Ooh. I just want to commit to creating magic in my life and magic in the lives of the people around me that support me and Um, You know, I want to grow this podcast and I want to really dedicate more energy and time to building my real estate business. And, you know, I just I kind of just want to get a little bit more razor sharp focus because I feel like I've been kind of all over the place doing a lot of things, juggling a lot as always. But I really want to like hone in and just focus on the things that I know are going to bring me joy and that are going to create magic in my life. So that's my goal. I like and, that. And lots of sex. And lots of sex. Yes. Fuck more, cry less. That's it. I love that so much. And um, so, yeah, so I, so you challenged me, and I was supposed to have gone out on a date mm-hmm. um, our last, before the new year, basically. Yes. And that didn't happen. My no, God, that's, you are no, it so did. shit at challenges. Well, <laughs> the date didn't happen. But I did meet a guy for soup. Ah, uh, yes. I won't call it a date. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me why. Well, I so I matched with this guy on Bumble. He was 32. I can't. I'm attracted to younger men. I thank you for the thumbs up. <laughs> uh, attracted <laughs> to him. Very attracted to him. I'm. So we were chatting and he was very sweet and, you know, seemed like a good sense of humor and incredibly attractive. So I met him. He's like, what do you want to do? Because it was my birthday. And he's like, I would like to do something special for your birthday. And I'm like, I love surprises. (laughs) So we we met at a sushi restaurant and we had sushi and some soup. And when I walked up, I was like... Oh, I'm going to sleep with this guy. <laughs> he is Why? so... Why? Because he looked like he had a great personality. Yes. He seemed like he's got a lot of ethics and stuff. Um, I know how much you love the ethics. I love ethics. They're important. So, no, he was just incredibly attractive. And it was a meet... Like, when we made eye contact, it was like, oh, let's get this soup. Let's get the soup to go. Damn. And, you know... I am not, hey, I don't judge people how they go about their sex life. But I'm in a place where I'm like, I don't need to pussyfoot around about it. If I'm attracted to somebody, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and hide that. Men do it all the time. Men sleep with women all the time. And what? They do. And and I don't believe that women on the other end of that. And I've always been somebody that was like, I need these certain amount of like factors to happen before I will go to that place with somebody. But 
I just, I don't know. I'm having a change of sort of how I want to go about doing things in my life. And it's like, no, I, wa- I wanted, the- plus I was leaving on vacation and I'm like, this, what a great way to start my vacation. Very true. So. <laughs> Agreed. We had the best soup that I've had in a very long time. <laughs> It's really, delicious, especially good soup. It was such good soup, girl. Um, so yeah, so so I we enjoyed each other's company that afternoon, and I left for my trip. I'm still talking to my San Francisco treat. He is, um, he's a sweetie pie, and I don't know if I mentioned it before, but he, so he's the guy I met when I went up to NorCal, mm-hmm. but he's polyamorous. Yes. So we've had that conversation of like, I'm like, so you're cool with me seeing other people? And he's like, yeah. And I said, and we're gonna like continue to talk and everything is fine. And yeah, totally. My girlfriend knows it's cool. Hmm. So I'm exploring that. And I'm okay. having fun doing it. I think he's going to be coming out here to see me in a couple of weeks. Maybe even sooner. I don't know yet. We haven't figured out dates. So that's where I'm at. I did have one guy, though. So remember the guy from last season that I told you about? He was the beautiful Indian man that I met up with. He was very nice. young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't talked to him in, he was not very smooth, and it was very clear to me that he just wanted to get laid, which is yeah. fine, but there's a way to go about it, and he just, it, it wasn't happening for me with him. Out of nowhere, I told you the other night, he messages me out of nowhere, and he's like, hey, is it too late for us to see each other? Now, I think I'm thinking he's meaning like for us to like see each other again for us Ever. to yeah, Not date like it. right at this moment. Right. So I said, hey, you know, how have you been? It's been months. Um, <laughs> I said, you know, I got the strong impression that really all you wanted from this was sex. And that's not where my head was at with you at the time. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what to say. So then he doesn't respond for, and I didn't respond. I'm like, okay, well, bye. And then he responds like 10 minutes later. He goes, but I meant, is it too late right now? It was 1.30 in the morning. And I'm like, wait, so you want to see me right now? And he goes, yeah, I thought you could come over. You could spend the night. We could have breakfast and go to Costco. Gentlemen, 1.30 is in fact too late. Just don't. It's too late particularly when I haven't heard from you for like three months. I don't understand. I was like, if I have a relationship with you where like, yeah, we call each other or text each all hours of the day and night and say, Hey, I'm horny or whatever. Right. Then I expect that. But from somebody I haven't heard from in months and it's all of a sudden like, Hey, what are you down for like a Costco run? But prior to that, like bang it out. Yes. Well, he was going to buy me breakfast. Now, this this guy does make a lot of money. He's like a he's a stock trader and he was going to buy me stuff at Costco. I was telling my sister about this and she's like, girl, go to Costco. Get stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Nancy, I love you. She's like and then she says to me, she goes, Carla, do you think that men 
who want to buy you a meal don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> and I said, no, but I just don't want them to be so obvious. She's like, what if you want a 130 booty call? Um, she was cracking me up. She was just like, well, I'm just saying. And I said, well, I guess it's just more with that individual. It, yeah, it's, it's really about dependent on who's asking. Yeah, 100%. I was just like, dude, I haven't heard from you. And he was really attractive. And there were things about him that I really liked. But he just fell off the map. And then out of nowhere, he wants me to come over, go to breakfast, and go to Costco? Yeah. Costco yeah. is a Costco's like commi that's a commitment. Going to Costco together, that's like, are you going to propose to me at Costco? Yeah. I No, God. I mean, just the thought of going to Costco is a total turnoff for me personally. But... <laughs> Oh my God! The Costco Buying food in bulk court is too much of a commitment. Costco but food court's the happiest place on earth. I'm I do sorry. enjoy the food court. I will say that very Sunday thing. It had me at hello. I did have an epiphany at the Costco food court. Did you? I saw. I did. I saw a woman who was clearly homeless there, mm -hmm. and she was in line buying a hot dog and a you know you can get a hot dog and a soda for a dollar fifty. I'm sure that's a deal if you're homeless. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I was looking at her with this kind of like, oh, that's so sad. She's homeless. She's having a rough time. It's just so sad. And then she bought two hot dogs and two drinks and then walked over to her boyfriend <laughs> and uh, gave him, you know, gave him his hot dog. And they were talking about whatever homeless couples talk about. <laughs> and I was like. So she yeah, girl, has a boyfriend. She's booed up. <laughs> yeah, she's booed up. And all of a sudden, I became envious of this <laughs> this homeless woman at Costco food court. I was sad. But Look, you know, we what? need connection, no matter what our housing status is. So. Right. Good. Good for her. Good for her. I that's I have to flip the script. Yeah. Good for her. But at the time, I'm like, the this woman fuck? has a boyfriend. <laughs> But hey, H, you know, it's all in the timing, you know. Yes. <laughs> Who knows what their journey has been? <laughs> so, anywho, tell me about you. So, okay. You, you well, were seeing someone and then you weren't, and then you told me you guys started talking again. Then we started talking again, and <laughs> then he ghosted me. <laughs> no fucking way. Way fucking way. And Are it was just serious? the weirdest thing. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I hope you survive the day. Like, because I was kind of just like, hey, just want to know how, like, if you're okay. Like, if you don't want to do this, I'm cool with that. But just as, like, another human on the planet who you expressed an interest in getting back together with, or, like, dating again. Right. So I, I still haven't heard from him. And that was, like... Wow. Christmas Eve, I think. Wow. That sucks, girl. It's so, it just. Especially after you re-engaged, after deciding it wasn't going to work. Well, yeah, and I didn't reach out to him. He reached out to me. So yeah. it's just like, why did you even bother? Yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't waste my time. I'm not chasing you down. So that's the odd thing about dudes, I think. Like, I, and I can't yeah. even begin to even remotely put any sort of like motivation on what that was about. I don't know, but well, no, you you don't know because people don't communicate, and 
especially when people, I think ghosting is the shittiest, most cowardly bullshit thing. It's like, I can despise a guy, but if he tells me, hey, this isn't working out, even if he broke my heart, I'm going to respect him more for just letting me know. So I'm not like, what? what? I think most men, though, and I could, you know, I've granted dated a large cross section here in Vegas, but it's like, they're so terrified of confrontation. Whereas I'm yes. like, okay, cool. If it doesn't work out with you, I will catch another bus. There are plenty of buses to catch. <laughs> like, well, cool. doesn't it make you think about what their experience has been with other women? Because I don't, I have been told that I am, like I react in a certain way, but usually I'm just, I want answers or I'm just trying to kind of figure out things. And I feel like I don't flip out, but I'm wondering like what other women do in those instances and uh, to make men so afraid to yeah. just say I, it's not working out. Now, I have met men who do do that. And I do. And if they do that, you can't. What do you say? I mean, you are crazy then if you go in and you're like trying to fight with them about it. Well, see, that's the thing, too. Like I am. At this point, I haven't always been, but at this point, too old to force something to work. Like Absolutely. If you're not in it, like, I I don't care that much. Like, Oh, my God. If I could high-five you. <laughs> I just want to high-five you so bad. It's difficult to, like, put a lot of energy. So even if you just said, hey, it's not working, it's over, okay. Like, at least there's, like, some closure, not just, like, you fell off the face of the earth and then. Right. Right. I don't know. But or, I was supposed to meet up with somebody last night. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been talking to the, this is also something I find very odd. <clears throat> uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh-huh. I've been talking to this dude since I signed up on Tinder, which was months ago. Okay. And we've just been texting. And the whole while, he's been kind of like, you know, hey, when are we going to meet? When are we going to meet? When are we going to meet? I have a busy life. And yes. <laughs> he was. He went out of town for like a month. And so this week, I was like, hey, how about we meet on Saturday? Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, cool. I think this was Thursday. Okay, sounds good. I was like, well, do you want to actually plan something? Or should we just touch base on Saturday? (laughs) Yeah, what's the plan? Well, just like, you know, I was like, I'm probably... You know, I have family in town, but they'll be out of here probably, you know, Saturday night, definitely. So, um, yeah, I'm free. Like, if you want to actually, like, meet in real life person. Yeah. Didn't hear anything from him, like, Thursday afternoon through early Saturday evening. Okay. He texted me, and he's like, hey, did you ever follow me on Instagram? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. Because normally I just, I'm not on social media a whole lot. So Uh he's like, well, I just wanted to see some normal pics of you. And I was like, do you think I'm catfishing you? (laughs) Yeah. So I was like. (laughs) I've been sending you pics of me. Like, right. the pics on my dating profile are current pictures, except for the full body shot. That's the only one that's not super current. It's like a year old. 
Yeah, but same body. Yeah, same body, just a different hairdo, which, you know, depending on when you catch me, could be wildly different, you know, week to week. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, here's my Instagram handle. If you want to follow me or like friend request or whatever, by all means, go to town. Mostly you'll find pictures of food and booze. But one of the reasons I don't like give that or link it up to my dating profile is because I have pictures of my family. Right. And I don't like, you know, and you don't need every Tom, Dick and Harry knowing your personal life that doesn't know you. I'm like, sure. Once I get to like, once we actually meet in person, absolutely. And I actually enjoy you. Sure. But yeah, I was like, so I still haven't heard from him. Oh, God. This was last night. Fine. So I'm like, okay, that's cool, too. Well, yeah, I really, that's another thing this year. I'm not going to force anything. Nothing. And I am not going to stress out about it. Because going back to you saying that, I just wanted to touch on, I had, you know, I was hung up on somebody all year last year. And... I really liked this person and I tried to be his friend. You know, I, I honestly tried to be his friend, legit wanted to be his friend, but I just still was attracted to him. And I expressed that. And I said, you know, I need, I need some space. I need to figure this out. And he said, okay, I'll give you some space. But then I still felt bad. Like I felt like I was, betraying him or something even though I felt like he had led me on and then dropped me and for some reason I still was trying to force myself into his life you know so then when I messaged him and told him I need some space he said okay a couple days later we had a mutual project that we're working on that brought us have a discussion again and I said are you know are you angry with me it's like I'm I don't want you to be angry with me. It's just, I need to work through this. I need the space. I've I've tried to be friends with men in the past that I really cared for. And I end up resenting them or I end up making them responsible for things that I know they're not responsible for. Trying to explain to him, this is why I need space. Mm-hmm. And he responds with, well, I don't really need, you know, obviously it's complicated for you. I don't really need any unnecessary complications in my life. And it doesn't look like friendship is in the books. Okay. All right. It's like, I was just trying to tell you that I needed a little bit of space. But if you just don't want to be my friend, you don't want me in your life. Bye. You know, and I, it really it was like for me, though, it was karma because, you know, I've done that to people uh-huh. in my life. I'm like, <laughs> piss I'm off. Bye. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, well, I guess now I know how it feels to just have somebody completely be like, I do not want to be your friend. Bye. Um, and it doesn't feel good. But if that's what's best for him, hey, I respect that. I'm not going to try to, you know, I'm well, not yeah, going to try to force it. The last thing you want to do as an adult is, like, force any kind of relationship, friendship, right. intimate, you know, career, other, anything. Right. Like, if it doesn't flow, like, fuck it. Like, I'll find a person that friendship flows with or intimacy flows with or. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, it's like when I close that door because in that moment something clicked I was like oh I'm that expendable peace out bye it's like I just was asking for some time but in that moment it like that was it and then 
and and you've you've really inspired me to just be more open and to be more like explorative with how I go about meeting men. And so I've been having fun with it. I've been, you know, talking to all these guys. I'm, I'm talking to so many guys right now, but I'm having conversations and like I meet, I might meet a guy on Tuesday and I'm, you know, it's like I'm opening myself up to not just focusing on one guy who is ambivalent about me. And I'm, I'm have, and now I have all this energy of like all these men, you know, this guy that I had had soup with this morning, I woke up to a text from him. He wants to hang out again. And it's just nice to be for someone else to put the effort in to want to make time and to see you and to spend time with you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just I am not chasing anybody anymore. <laughs> well, I like this new Carla. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> Well, good, because I did not like the old Carla. I was getting really tired of her. Well, I'm like, listen, gotta, bitch. Like, put your energy into one person. Definitely. Like, I, I'm not opposed to that either. But it has to be a mutual thing. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. in friendship, like, you know, we've all had friends that we've poured time and energy into that have never, like, asked a single question about us. Gave a sh- So eventually, like, those friendships fall away. Yeah. It, it's true. It's the, true. The lovers do too. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's just a, a cycle that you have to go through. And, and, and I do, I do believe what people say about every person that I met on the way to the person that I ended up with. Once I ended up with that person, I realized why all the others didn't Pan work out. out. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited for the new year, other than the fact that we're probably going to war <laughs> with Iran. Other than other that. Other than that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it should be a great year of taking off people's pants. I'm hoping so. <laughs> I don't. I mean, maybe don't even wear pants. Don't even bother. Just don't. Leave the pants at home. Leave the pants at home, buddy. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be back in a quick second after this short commercial break. Looking for a little more laughter in your life? Or maybe even a little more courage? Finest City Improv is the place to laugh it out. With shows four nights a week, plus comedy classes for all levels. Come join us at Finest City Improv in San Diego. One group of actors, Shakespeare and alcohol, enter Amplified Ale Works Acid Vault. Join New Match Collective for Boozin' with the Bard and Booze with Us. Come to the East Village on the first Friday of every month to see something unlike any other live production in San Diego. Boozin' with the Bard is an interactive live theater performance where the sophisticated admiration of Shakespeare and liquored-up actors meet in an underground, acid-inspired venue. The first play of the series will be A Midsummer Night's Dream. Tickets available at newmatchcollective.wix.com. Planning a gala, large fundraiser, or opening night party can be stressful. Brandon Event Management has more than 20 years of event planning experience. Specializing in nonprofit event management, event marketing strategies, and flawless execution. Visit brandoneventmanagement.com to schedule a free consultation. So, should we talk about the book? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Why we're here, right? Well, and I just, I'm excited about the book because The Ethical Slut. This is kind is, of what we've been touching on this entire time. Yes, a practical guide 
to polyamory, open relationships, and other adventures. Yes. <laughs> so fun fact, <laughs> I was reading this at various airports during Christmas. Okay. And I was people, doing that too. People definitely had, you know, a little bit of looksies about like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What are you reading? Again? What are you reading? Ethical slut. Does that say slut on that? Here's what I love about this book. Like, first and foremost, the authors uh -huh. are friends, and I believe they also have a sexual relationship, <gasps> although they're not each other's primary sexual relationship. Okay. So they've been together. They've been together. Okay. Which I find Oops. fascinating. Because I'm like, little I don't know minxes. if I, I could, because I forget which one of them, Dossie or Catherine, Mm -hmm. was like, you should sleep with all your friends. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I could, I could do that, really. Yeah. If I could bang it out with. I have a great affinity for all of my lady friends. Yeah. I yeah. think at one time or another, most of my dude friends I've wanted to sleep with, though. I will say, like 95% of them. Yeah. But I'm what I love about this book, <laughs> I can see your wheels turning, like... <laughs> Could I, I like? I feel like you're going through a list of names and like. I, I'm definitely <laughs> thinking about everyone I know and, and whether the I could suggestion that I should sleep with all of them, and I'm thinking that is wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> so that I didn't entirely agree with myself. Okay. However, okay. what I love about this book is that it gives you permission to explore. Mm -hmm. It gives you permission to sleep with people outside of relationships. It gives it actually sets up a dynamic that you're able to choose slutdom uh -huh. and have it not be like this bad word. Because I think like part of our <coughs> culture, like the word slut is not complimentary <laughs> let's just right say. it it is a it absolutely means that you're a bad woman you're yes. a nasty woman you are a nasty woman i just googled slut yeah hit me with just it. for the definition a slut is a noun it's disparaging and offensive that's what it says <laughs> A sexually promiscuous woman or a woman who behaves or dresses in an overtly sexual way. Uh, the informal use is a person with a seemingly insatiable but often undiscerning desire to do or have something specified. Wow. Undiscerning. Uh, so used in a sentence, guilty of being a shoe slut. Uh, Interesting we rope it to shoes and not actually. Yes, this one applies to you. Solutions. A book slut reading five yeah. books at once. You're a book slut, definitely. Ooh, a dirty, slovenly woman. Jesus. Dang. So this yeah. is obviously a loaded word. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly people have issues with the word. Clear, you know, slovenly and... It's like we're throwing a lot of stuff onto this poor slut of a woman. Yes. Um, Jesus. <clears throat> but basically what this book does <clears throat> is take the word slut back. And it's very 
it's not clinical, but it's informative. So it's okay. kind of almost like a how-to guide, like how to live your life as an ethical slut, like rules about polyamory, rules about what ethical slutdom entails, what to be on the lookout for, what you fantasize about, who you fantasize about doing it with. Like it just, it kind of demystified like being polyamorous. And since both of the authors are, Mm -hmm. They use their own life as example okay. and like what works and what doesn't. And it's just, it's refreshing because it's so honest and it's yeah. upfront and it's just, hey, there's people like this in the world too that aren't all about the monogamy. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just kind of reading through some of it. And one of the things that I like that it says is that in most of the world, Slut is a highly offensive term used to describe a woman whose sexuality is voracious, indiscriminate, and shameful. It's interesting to note that the uh, analogous word stud is used to describe a highly sexual man is often a term of approval and envy. And that shit's like followed by a high five. <laughs> right? Have I been like, I'm a slut. Put her there. Well, like if you, right. If you say stud, oh, he's a stud. That just the way, just the like formation of the word in your mouth is friendlier than slut. <laughs> like, obviously, being a stud yeah, is a good thing. Yeah, all those hard consonants. You know what I mean? <laughs> stud. Stud. Slut. Yeah, you're just kind of slip sliding into t. Um, oh my god. Okay. So, I have a problem with the word indiscriminate because. Yes, I am sexually ferocious. However, <laughs> I also have discriminating tastes. It's not, right. It's not a fucking circus in my vagina. It's not a come one, come all experience. Like, well, unless it's a circus cock, it's not. Well, yeah, unless, but that's just one. That's just one guy. That's one circus. That's not cock. an entire not. clown car. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's spilling out all over you. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But, oh, speaking of which, we finally, like, because he told me weeks ago he swiped right on my Tinder profile. Did uh -huh. that? Circus cock. Uh -uh. And I finally, like, saw him in my pile of potential matches. Like, that's how long it takes in Vegas to, like, get to where you're going. How'd you so meet him? I swiped right. I've known him forever. How funny is that? Yeah, but so it was funny. just kind of hilarious. And I'm like, I finally found you in this, like, <laughs> this dick in a haystack. <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, I found you. And then I found you, found and, you. And then I found you for real. So this book also goes into kind of pitfalls with Slut Dumb. Oh, One of boy. them being jealousy. Yes, that was the main thing. That's my main thing with trying to consider anything like this is jealousy. So That's it. That that's it. That's it. That's the that's only it. concern. Well, except for like BDSM and stuff when you get into some crazy shit. But like, well, that can happen with somebody you just love. How? Well, of course. But I mean, how people deal with the jealousy of of being with other people? I'm I'm fa I'm fascinated by that. Well, let tell me, me tell you. How do they do it, Julia? <laughs> how do they do it? Well, they talk about jealousy being a learned behavior. So to kind of put into, it's unlearning that feeling. 
like where your brain goes when you become jealous. So it's permission to feel your feelings. Okay. Feel your feelings. Okay. But I think primarily they just go into being honest about mm -hmm. and being honest with their partner. Like I'm feeling jealous. And normally it sounds like most of the people involved in polyamory are very open to chatting. <laughs> so it's kind of like developing rules for the game. So mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of like primary partners will reserve like, hey, like Sunday night is always our night to have dinner. Like, right. You know, you can't go out and see your the other lady. Yeah. And they focus a lot about like what their partner coming back into the situation, kind of like they're happy, they're, you know, fulfilled, they're, you know, they're coming back as a better partner. Yeah. Well, right. That That's the thing. And that like my, my San Francisco treat, he, mm -hmm. so he has a girlfriend and, you know, he said that basically the weekends are hers. Like mm -hmm. that's, he's like, if I don't respond or if I'm, you know, but he, he set the parameters so that I know, like I, I'm not sitting here wondering or, oh, why isn't he responding or it, none of that? Because he's like, if I don't respond, um, it's just because I don't want to be rude. I feel like it's, it's rude if I'm, he's like, I'm when I'm with her, I'm focused on her. Yeah. He's like, but if, you know, if I'm open, I'll. I'll message you, we can chat or whatever. And that's been the case. He's been very like really upfront and, and he'll message me like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to spend time with her this weekend. I just wanted you to know now he and I aren't in any kind of relationship. We're just talking and we're just yeah. like getting to know each other still. But he's been so totally upfront with me and honest about I, ha you know, I'm spending time with this person and I'll get back to you as soon as, you know, I'm in a place where I don't feel like I'm being rude. Yeah. I respect that. Fine. Great. Yeah. I don't, right now, I don't need his, you know, undying love and affection. I, I don't know the guy that well. I like getting to know him. He's a sweet, sweet guy. You know, he messaged me on, I told him I was sad that I was leaving Dallas, leaving my family and everything. And he was just really sweet. He was like checking in, like, are you okay? How are you feeling? When you get to the airport, text me if you need to chat, let me know. You know, he's just, he's very thoughtful. And, and I don't feel like he's neglecting me in any way. And it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. I think it does help too, though, that we're so far away. I mean, I don't know if I were there, if it would be a situation I'd be so excited about. But I'm definitely open to it because of the way he's handling it. He's yeah. very conscious. And I don't know how to... I've had my own ideas about what polyamory is and for a very long time, but I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I, well, I think it's I one don't of know. those things like you just don't know until you're in it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's <clears throat> different for every person and every couple. Right. I think it's how the, the people involved handle it. But yeah. jealousy is a, is a huge issue for me. Yeah. It was a big issue in my last relationship because we were long distance. So I was like, who's that girl that liked your photo? Why didn't you chat with me at 3.30? I saw you were online and you didn't respond. And I know you were chatting with somebody else. And, I, and you know, my ex was like, I'm 
since my friend, I was on, I was playing a video game or like, I would, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Done. Oh, got it. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding, guys. <laughs> yeah, girl. <clears throat> I mean, that's, I don't, I don't know. I still don't know if I could do it in all honesty. I don't either. I don't know that I could do it as like a, if I were, and I told him, I said, I don't want to be if if I were going to do something like this, I don't want to be not the primary partner. <laughs> I don't want to be the second or third or fourth in line. I don't want to be that, you know. But in so, like if you're truly polyamorous, though, aren't you going to be at some point like the second or well, third partner? Absolutely. And that's primary. But and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's what I want to do. I mean, I right now I'm kind of looking at it like we're getting to know each other. We're hanging out. I'm not committed to him in any way. He's not committed to me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I want to be the primary. <laughs> like, I want to be the main squeeze. I want to be the, I want to yeah, be the main course. Yeah, but even if you're course. a primary with, you know, your primary person, if you're polyamorous, you're going to have a secondary. He's going to have a secondary. You know, there's going right. to be... True. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how it all, I don't know. I mean, I, but the thing is, is like, he, I can, I talk to him about the other guys I'm seeing and he's yeah. fine with it. He thinks it's great, you know, and he's yeah, like, hey. dudes are really into that. <laughs> no, they're not. But he's like, the minute that you meet somebody that you find what you're looking for with, I, I get it. It's okay. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll see if that's the case. But I, I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, you know, but like, I'm not in a relationship with this person. So I don't it. But but I'm I'm open to the situation currently. We'll see what happens. I'm enjoying getting to know him better. Also, he's incredibly hot. And I cannot even deal with how hot he is. Okay. <laughs> and then there's that. It is. It is a factor. <laughs> Yes. Physical attraction and chemistry. It's got to be there. He's so my type. He's so my physical. You've seen him. He's so my mm -hmm. physical type. Yeah, that's pretty much bang on. I believe yeah. the English would say. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what? And uh, he's just, you know, he's cute and he's sweet, too. So it's a nice combination. Anyway, so what else? Um, so this is a little <laughs> off topic, but at the very back of this book, other things from Greenery Press. And I was looking at this in the airport and I was like, holy shit. So there is an entire book that they publish mm -hmm. called A Hand in the Bush, The Fine Art of Vaginal Fisting. <gasps> and I oh. was like, Number one, there's a whole book on that. That is amazing. And number two, I'm haven't you learned anything that. doing this podcast? <laughs> That's true. There's a whole book on everything. There's a book on everything. Okay, I'm sorry I cut you off. What was the second thing? No, the second thing is like I think I might have to like <clears throat> get that book. So, a lot of like BDSM and kink stuff. Yeah. Oh, here's one. The Sexually Dominant Woman, a workbook for nervous beginners. 
So, Ooh. yeah, I kind of. Oh. Would you question? Yeah, hit me with it. If you were to participate in something like that, would you be submissive or dominant? Because I feel like the way it works is you have to pick one. You can't like switch off or something. Well, it depends. Am I doing it for a job? Like, is this my line of work now? No. If you were, if you met a guy that was like, hey, I want to explore some uh, BDSM and I'm going to be your master. Or I want you to tie me to the bed and leave me for three days with only grits to eat. <laughs> so am I in the South? <laughs> You're really close to a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Cracker Barrel's gonna love this shout out. <laughs> Hashtag Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I love y'all grits. So wait, what is it, Delia? Submissive or dominant? I don't know. I've done both, so okay. I'm comfortable. I mean, I've handcuffed somebody to a bed, and do you I've, have a preference? I think I like being dominant better. Surprise! Interesting. Surprise See, and I like being submissive. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah interesting i have trouble with being dominant i'm like so you do this put this here i get it <laughs> spank me pull my hair <laughs> I, I don't but i'm actually pretty submissive with circus cock so i don't yeah i don't know depends on <clears throat> depends on the partner right yeah what the situation calls for yeah, I've had sure. had guys try to choke me and we didn't have a conversation about it first. And for me, like, I don't mind that kind of like breath play. But if you're not talking to me about it, I have a fucking issue with it. Yes. Just like it's kind of like that whole like, hey, how's your day going? Come and sit on my face like the transition like needs some work. No. you. So, yeah, one of the guys that I've been that I've been talking to, he he told me, he's like, I'm kind of interested in trying some new things. I'm like, define new things. Right. And he, so the other night, because when I came back from my trip, he messaged me and he's like, I want to see you. And I said, okay, well, I get back really late tonight. So maybe this weekend. He's all, no, I want to see you tonight. And I was like, well, I'm like getting back really late. And he's like, yeah, I want to see you tonight. And I was like, all right. Hey, come over. You got me off to a great start on my trip. Let's get me off to a good new year. And we came over and um, we were kind of just exploring some things. And he was putting his like fingers in my mouth. It's one of the most sensual things that I've ever experienced. It's like the guy makes full eye contact with me the whole time. And he was just basically like I was giving his fingers head. <laughs> Basically. But he he was sort of uh, and he told me before he goes, do you mind if I explore a little bit? And I was like, as long as I trust you and as long as I feel safe yeah. and that, you know, and so but it just it got it was just very erotic. It was very erotic. And um, <laughs> I liked it a little more than I ever thought I would. See, that's why you got to try new things. Yes. Well, yes, because I did I know trust who I'm him. getting that vaginal fisting book for then. <laughs> no, I don't want it. You're welcome. I don't want it. You're I don't want welcome. that. Oh, my God. Are you going to get the vaginal fisting book? And I get might. The I'm kind of curious about it. I know a whole book. I wonder how many pages it is. I don't know. But you know what? 
the ethical slut did not steer me wrong. Here's my my synopsis. If okay. you feel like listener out there, if you feel like you're kind of a little bit outside the norm of monogamy and it's just not quite the thing that you're read this book. <laughs> right. Read the book. There is a whole tribe of people that yes. have your particular kink. So don't let it like make you unhappy or stop you from anything. And they have a lot of resources. Yeah, know? I see that. Like in the back, there's a ton of resource guide, like all the things yeah. of like if kind of touching on this. all of the. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very thorough. Yeah. I'm excited too to have when I have Dr. Jen on because she's very sex positive. So I'm sure this book's going to come up. This is the stuff she's talks about is you know opening your mind to things that are what and this was one of the things we discussed was that we wanted to attack some of the taboos yeah this season and this book definitely definitely goes after the taboos and questions yeah. like why is this taboo why you know and there's nothing in here that's like that i would say is violent or non-consensual or anything like no. that it's just more about being open to discovering Maybe you're not happy in a relationship with just one person. Maybe you want to have multiple sexual partners. Maybe you, and as long as you're being safe and you're not hurting anybody, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be some religious fanatics or people who have certain beliefs. Well, then don't do it. Don't do it then. Yeah. You know, don't do it. I, I will answer to whoever I need to answer to when it's my time, but you know, well, I appreciate that you're in a very happy, monogamous, childbearing relationship. That's great for you. Right. Awesome. If that works, great. But That's it's not, not for the every path. single person. Right. It's not the path for everybody. And but that is, should be the, okay. It's being open-minded and trying new things, but also knowing what your boundaries are. Yes. And if there is a moment where you feel uncomfortable, be like, hey, whoa, time out this isn't working and here's why like you just it really demands a lot of honest communication yeah no definitely there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing there's nothing wrong with it i wanted to read some of the reviews because that's one of my favorite things to do oh yes overall out of 339 ratings on amazon the book has a five star uh 68% five star rate rating and only like 6% one star. So some of the five star reviews, it says, do your marriage relationship partnership a favor and read this book, best self-help book on the market. This is a must read for everyone who's in a relationship, regardless of their view regarding monogamy. One of the best, if not the best self-help relationship books on the market. Chapters dealing with all aspects of every day relating to your partner of choice. Don't let the title fool you. You don't need to be a shit to gain essential. Oh, no. You <laughs> a slut, Carla. Wow, we're really attaching a lot to this word. <laughs> you don't need to be a slut to gain essential insight into you relationships of every <laughs> You shithead. Oh, my God. You don't need to be a slut to gain essential insight into relationships of every kind. And that's what I like when I was just go. I haven't read the book, but when I was going through it, I'm like, this is very valuable information. And also a lot of couples that we've learned in season one, people get stuck in a box or in a rut. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't want to commit. So this book to me seems to offer a lot of alternatives to like, 
what are some things we can do to spice up our relationship or our dude can i tell you on the tinder like every single profile is like i'm looking for something like casual something fun but if it turns into more then great right right it's like yeah that's like thanks bro that's like everybody like Uh uh-huh i i don't know i would love to have control for a day of a dude's Tinder and just kind of see like what women are saying. Right? Me too, girl. Because I might like sucker my roommate into that, but I'm like, are women like, so I'm here to get married and uh, like, I just, I don't right. I can't imagine like that's the thing. Like I'm here like for a serious, serious relationship. Also hate that term, hate it. I've decided I want a serious relationship. A serious relationship. It sounds like a fucking drag. (laughs) As opposed to a comical relationship. As opposed to like, hey, this is an adventure, like waking up next to you for most mornings or whatever. I don't know. Did you watch Broad City? I actually just started watching it with my roommate, Courtney. (laughs) Okay. Hilarious. Okay. So Ilana Glacier has a new special on Amazon and Broad City is like was one of my favorite shows the last couple of years I am in love with these women so but Alana Glacier has the stand-up and she's talking about her husband because she's very much like a feminist I just I love her anyway she's like so everybody is always like bagging on marriage and how marriage sucks she's like well, maybe your marriage sucks. She's like, but I married my best friend and we get to have sleepovers every night with no adults. She's like, (laughs) it's awesome. I get to spend the rest of my life with this person that I love and that I have a blast with, you know? And it's like, if you're not doing that, then that's your problem. Yeah, then yeah, it's a shitty relationship. Yeah, then don't do it or don't complain about it. But, you know, it. I just, I loved the whole show. But with her talking about her relationship with her husband and how just cute they are and how she just loves him so much, you know. Oh. It's like everybody should have that. Everybody should have that with anybody that they're going to spend that amount of time with, you know. Yeah. You're going to share finances and a life, possibly raise children, own a home, you know travel together you should be head over heels period yeah and if if you don't have it then don't don't you don't have to you don't have to do that you know let me pull up a one-star review because people have some strong opinions about i'm sure sluts in the title (laughs) yeah and this one is hilarious to me because i already know from you know, I did vagina monologues for like, I've been doing it for years and years and years. And I've, I've done a lot of research on a lot of these books, like Cun, a lot of these kind of books that explore women's sexuality in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. This guy says, pass on this one and keep looking. Amazingly simplistic approach to a complex subject written by people whose only qualifications are that they did it. The major issue I have. Which is more than I can say about some of the experts we like read their books. Right. And just by reading the book, first of all, it's not simplistic. Second of all, I I don't know their qualifications, but the the book is not written in any kind of way that would make you think that they're novices to this kind of thing. No. Um, He says the... 
A major issue I have with the entire concept the book embraces is that there is one person, you, that deserves unlimited love and sexual pleasure, and all others that are with in your life also deserve the same unlimited love and sexual pleasure. Uh, yeah. So what's There's, wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, I, right? There's no regard for the value of us, just I, which is not true. I don't think that's true. No. And no value for the length of time a relationship lasts either. While the author's recommendations for communication are solid, the basis on which their theory stands is weak and is written with a patronizing tone. You either agree with us or you're just not as evolved as we are. One day you might catch on. Please, there are many more books with greater insight and better assistance than this one. I mean, that's his opinion. This per this person says, trash book about trash people trying to justify treating each other poorly. Have some standards for yourself and use this as a doorstop while you throw the people that think like this out of your life. Like, doesn't See, that just feel a like... A little, it doesn't, it misses the mark. Because clearly, like, these people have thought long and hard about how... They go into great detail about how their actions affect others. Right. They have very long conversation <laughs> with one another about rules of the game and how to operate. They raise children. And here's the thing. I don't understand the way we view love in scarcity terms. Mm -hmm. Because. Right. You only get to love this one person. And only so That's much. It. Like. I have right. to reserve all of my love toward this one person. Right. And for this long. And for this long. Forever. And also, <laughs> like, my stepdad, when I was, like, breaking up from my horrible dumpster fire of a relationship. Yes. He's like, there's no equity in relationships. He's like, if uh -huh. it's shit, it's shit. It doesn't yeah. matter how long you've been in it. <clears throat> Get out. Wow. Right. Right. There just yeah. isn't. Like, you're not salvaging anything for late. Like, just be done with it. Cut ties. It's over. Yeah, just move on. Let it go. And that's what I think when people say things like what these comments, we have a thing in this culture of hanging on to things that are toxic and that are harmful to us. Why? Why? If if you made a commitment to love someone and you, you, you know, if it's not working out, you don't have to, why honor a commitment to love somebody that you that is making you miserable and sad that's to me that is a horrible way to go about any kind of living any yeah. kind you know not just relationship but just in life it's like well it's like staying I, in a job you don't love it's like right and plenty of people that bring you down it's plenty of people do that plenty of people stay in jobs or relationships that make them unhappy and they can do that and that's okay but realize not some people want an alternative some people don't want to live their lives like that yeah and some people have the wherewithal and the decision making like ability to say i'm not going to stay in a bad situation this is hurting me i'm out but I think and it's it, like the same thing with I've had this experience with friends before when I've decided to stop drinking. Yes. And all of a sudden it becomes kind of an issue. And it's not even something I'll bring up. Like we'll be out at a bar. Somebody will offer to buy me a drink. Say, hey, I'm actually not drinking. Like if I could get club soda. What do you mean you're not drinking? Like your decision automatically is kind of an affront to how they live their life. Right. It's a judgment of them. Yeah, and it's like, I don't care. It becomes a judgment. Do. I'm going to have water. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no I would like a ginger ale. Race of your relationship with booze. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it because this is what I want to do, <clears throat> and I think it's kind of the same with people who have a very like harsh, immediate judgment to stuff like this, to any kind of sexual taboos. They see people out there living their life and being happy, and it's an affront to how they're living their life. I have no commentary. Like, monogamy might not be for me. If it's for someone and they love their person and it's great, awesome. Right. If you're miserable and can't stand that other person and you're just with them because maybe you don't have the finances, maybe you have kids. I mean, a lot of different things factor into it. That's on you. Right. That's your choice. Yeah. My choice is different. And I, you know, and I mean, I don't know that I'm not going to end up in a dumpster fire of a relationship one day. I mean, I hope not because I've been doing a lot of work to avoid it. You know, I've been reading a lot of books and I, you know, it's like, <laughs> I have all the dumpster we, fire. It's true. We, we have the tools available to us. Yeah. So if you, if you're choosing to be unhappy in your relationship, in your life, then great yeah that's that is that it is a choice you know but i i mean if people don't like the book they don't like the book but I, to me i feel like the book has a lot of good things to say and i feel like people who are trying to live a life where they they explore their own happiness but still honor other people's boundaries and you know needs more people should try to do that. An honest relationship with me about where you're at. If you tell me, I'm going to respect a man much more if he says, I cannot commit to you. I want to be with you, but I can't commit to you. How do you feel about that? Well, that gives me the choice. Yeah. You know, but I, I read a, a thing this morning and I think it nails it. It says, he doesn't lie to you because the truth will hurt your feelings. He lies to you because the truth might provoke you to make choices that won't serve his interests. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it's like, if I tell you the truth, you might walk away. You might, but that's true loving is to give someone the keys to, ha you know. Yeah, the option. Yeah, here, I'm going to tell you the truth and give you all the information and then you get to make a choice because that's how this is supposed to work when you care about somebody. When you yeah. truly care. So, okay, I'm getting off my soapbox. I <laughs> would like to say that Delia and I are not professionals. We are not qualified to, oh, no, we're <laughs> to not advise doctors. anyone. We're not licensed yeah. for no, anything. We, that little disclaimer is like very important nowadays. But yes. these are our opinions. Very true. Are there any closing thoughts about the book that, you know, so obviously you recommend the book. Yes, I highly recommend the book. You Especially want to, I don't know, I feel like it would serve definitely, I don't know if I could have read this book in my 20s and gotten as much out of it, mm -hmm. but I feel like women maybe coming out of like long-term relationships or divorce or big life changes, it would serve them. I would have well. been so fucking judgy about this book in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. In my yeah, early definitely. 20s. I 100% yes. would. So In my early 20s, I would have been like, oh, my God, I don't think so. Uh-uh, no way. <laughs> it would have just been. But now I'm it definitely as a doorstop, like, apparently. 
Huh? I said using it as a doorstop and ushering all those <laughs> narrative yes, wells out of your life. That's what I would have been doing. I would have been like, can you believe this? But now I'm like, yeah, sounds yeah, great. I totally, I totally get it now. I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Well, fantastic. So, Delia, you are going to be leaving us for a few episodes. Uh-huh. Because you're going to be working your booty off. I am. I am. So we've lined up some amazing guests. You have in my absence. Yes. Yes. So Dr. Jennifer Gonzalez is coming to talk about her book, From Madness to Mindfulness, Reinventing Sex for Women. And then we're going to be talking with uh, Nathan Young. He actually is a fan of the podcast and he's a local kind of, he produces all kinds of content locally. He's a writer. He hosts a bunch of salons for, it's kind of, you know, he's like the style of the moth. He was with So Say We All and he went off and did his own thing and it's called The New Narrative and he's he's doing great. And so he's going to come on and talk about how these books have worked for him because he's now in a relationship Nice. and he's a dope you know ass he's dude he's an awesome man and he is a fan of our podcast and so he had at a couple of different events he had come to me and said oh i love the podcast i'd love to kind of talk to you about this book or you know and so when you said you were taking a break i said well let's get some hosts on and he's somebody that came to mind so he's going to be joining us and just kind of having a conversation about kind of how he His used journey. these books yeah and how he used certain yes. books as a tool or you know also like us as bad advice it is like not what not to do as well and then we're gonna have our dear friend jerry berkey is coming on to i'm not sure exactly what the focus of that episode is going to be yet but i know i want him to talk about books that he recommends with us because yeah. he is a life coach. He he's so much more than a life coach, but he is. I don't. What do, what do we call him? He's. Um, I don't. He well. He is also a dope ass dude and one of the funniest people I've ever met. But he is <laughs> absolutely one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's um, one of the most sardonic. I, I yeah. I mean, sons just the of mention bitches. of his name makes me smile. I, <laughs> Yes, so he's going to come on and he's going to talk to us about books that he recommends and things like that to have successful relationships, you know, books that that will actually help you and and guide you. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to miss you very much. Oh, thank you. But you're going to come back and then we still have a ton of books for the rest of our season. (laughs) (laughs) And we just keep finding more. So you're so when you come back, you're going to be doing the joy of sex. Yes, I can't wait to read that out. In public. Yes, we're going to tackle that biatch. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, I guess that's it for this for this week. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to all of our listeners. I hope they're out yes. there having great sex. And good yes, dating. you guys. And if you are, tell us about it. Tell us about your sex lives. Give us details. Give us the nitty gritty. We love it. We I do. love details. I'm a huge we fan. We want details. No, but obviously any thoughts or uh, feedback, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at landyourman at gmail.com. Uh, we'd like to thank 
our sponsors. We have a couple people who are supporting us. You'll um, hear from them in our commercial segments. And yeah, I awesome. think that's everything. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, <laughs> Spotify. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Because we're always there. Well, Carla is. And then she strong arms me into it. Yes. Begging Delia to participate in social media. Girl, I have doubled our following on Instagram. I've uh, doubled it. Of course you have. And Bumble is your word. Hashtag Bumble uh, shared our one of our stories because I I gave them props on one of their posts about um, dating in 2020 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so then they shared it, which was great because they have a huge following of over 500,000 people. So we love that. We would also like to ask if you like the podcast, if you're enjoying it, will you please tell your friends about it and share it, share an episode, like maybe, you know, Hey, this is my favorite episode of land your man. It would really help us out in growing our following. And if you don't like us, just stop listening to us <laughs> and don't tell anyone just keep it to yourself that's fine too well maybe the the scandal will drive people to listen to it Be like why that's are they true. doing such shit it is like you know no press is bad, bad press, press i guess yeah <laughs> oh god there's some bad press about there about women i mean let's, oh well yeah come on let's be honest <laughs> <sighs> okay Well, without further ado, we will say goodbye. Bye, Carla. Enjoy January. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carla Nell and Delia Knight.